0: Welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lillian Harshaw. Yo, on today's show, I have a husband, father, a man who launched the faith-based radio station Awesome God Radio in 2015, and only in two years' time, he was nominated for a Stella Award. I mean, what a mighty God we serve. And what's the best thing about this man, he is humble about where God has brought him from. So it gives me great honor to introduce to you, and you probably already know him, A.J. Jefferson. So you was born in Brooklyn, New York, and you dealt with depression, low self-esteem, and gang affiliation. What do you think is the biggest misconception to people when they hear that?
1: I think the biggest misconception is that people uh, tend to look, you know, to to their neighbor, the person is sitting to the left or to the right of them and, and don't really assess themselves and realize that all of us, um, no matter where you are in life, no matter what class you put yourself in, um, are subject to uh, become involved. Right. And things are going in the wrong direction. Uh, what I, from what I believe today as um, counterproductive to your purpose. So um, as I look back, even as, as you were reading that and I'm listening to it, like, wow, you, you've come a long way. Um, it's just the, the misconceptions are that, you know, people are better and I could never do that nor I, I could never be a part of anything like that. But I believe that it all worked together Uh, for where God was taking me because I learned so much in some of the the hard times um, that are now being applied to um, going in the right direction, if that makes sense. So low self-esteem, we don't talk about it enough. We don't talk about the fact that people are on live with cameras and uh, mics and they sound good, look good, money is coming in, um, but feel lonely. Uh, feel unaccomplished and, and and still have so much to do. So uh, the journey is just beginning, as I say. So that thank you. That's a good one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I asked that question because it's a tad bit on the personal side too, because I was unbeknownst to me when I married my first husband that he was a gang member. I didn't know yeah. that whole mindset of what I thought what a gang member was he didn't to me look that part or act that part until we were married and then I saw that uh, this ain't a game this is real so <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: wow. yeah yeah and and so you know even even in those days and and I have to I have to say this you know I wasn't the worst on the streets you know i I really for me uh, saw the the unity and the brothers I saw. Um, In my neighborhood growing up in Brooklyn, New York, I saw um, even some younger brothers just finding reasons and purposes to stay connected with each other, Um, feeling like, hey, I'll die for the cause of my brother because this is somebody I appreciate I love so much that I'm not going to allow anybody else to do anything to him. So I had so many people growing up in the neighborhood that were so close to me that were affiliated. I almost to to a degree felt. That I had to be a part of it because they go, I go. Uh, really taught me some lessons. Um, things obviously for me worked out where God allowed me to transition from the lifestyle. But but now you know, looking back, some some didn't make it through. Some didn't didn't take you know completely the the, the route that uh, that I believe God would have given them, or maybe their purpose for what it was. But one thing I will say is that I learned what brotherhood really meant. I learned that there's a structure that's out there, and this is for any young person or any mom who's dealing with this kind of stuff, with gang affiliations, with um, all kind of uh, stuff like this, that they're teaching uh, each other how to support themselves. They're teaching them support system. They're teaching them life values, and they're teaching them things that maybe in some ways, in some areas of our lives, are not teaching it to the raw extent. So it becomes attractive for young people. Uh, you telling me I gotta get my own place, but this McDonald's job only paying me five dollars an hour. Huh? I don't know. Where I'm gonna make it on a five job. But this guy come and say, listen, all you gotta do is take this from from A to B, and you're gonna make five thousand. So, you know, it you we have to really start uh helping uh young people, and that's kind of what I've been doing in my in my journey, whenever Time allows to encourage young men, brothers. I do it through basketball, through coaching, uh, through my church, uh, as opportunities present themselves to share that the streets uh, are not the only people that can teach us good values and core values. However, I'm taking my experiences that I learned from the streets and and being able to share that on uh, what I believe a more meaningful platform.
0: And I think that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions of what people think about gang affiliated people is that they're stupid. No, they're not. Nope. No, they're not. And that that was my takeaway being Mm -hmm. married, being part of, you know, (laughs) down for whatever clan.
1: (laughs) Listen, it came full circle to me when I was, I'm in seminary right now. Shout out to my Virginia union family. Um, in, in Richmond, Virginia. Love them to pieces. It came full circle to me when I had shared with a brother, you know, some of my past. And he said, you know what? I want to introduce you to another brother. And me and this brother sat down and talked about our journeys. Talked about where we were at the time. Here we are now, both in seminary. Oh. <laughs> you know, uh, both mentors, both sharing uh, the gospel and, and, and doing some great things. We were both able to come out but the stories of, hey, I've been where you've been before. Let me tell you some things. Mm-hmm. I think young people want to see that. They want to see how authentic you are, how real you are, how disciplined you are with your realness. So, you know, so I, I, I want to see how uh, I can't push you but so far because some of that stuff that's still in you ain't, ain't really out of you, you know, and I'm sure your husband know. Look, it ain't <laughs> really out of you. It's just more. It's, it's, it's dormant. More. It's dormant right now. <laughs> Permission right
0: now <laughs> any given moment.
1: so you know any given moment you say oh, okay i see you no yeah that is part of me but right. thank god that he's able to keep us at that
0: amen and i gotta make it clear that was my ex-husband i don't oh, want my current right. i don't want my current husband to be like wait a minute don't have people
1: thinking i'm about that life because you he ain't you you have people giving him lunch money and everything don't know why he's okay. like "Oh." Why is everybody paying for my lunch?
0: Why did my Why did my boss give me a raise for no reason? What? Won't he do it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. So, what was your turning point? What happened?
1: Right. So, I th- I think um I had a praying grandmother. Right. Most of didn't know what I was going through. Um, I had an amazing village of family who cared. I didn't come from a a, a family that. Uh, didn't teach and preach to be, you know, to be aware of the surroundings and the issues. That, that wasn't my story. You know, some people say, well, I didn't have a father. My dad was in my life. And although he lived a, he, here in Baltimore and I, I grew up in New York, I had a grandfather who helped to instill balance. I had a, a mom, an aunt and some others who, uh, who, who struggled. Um, you know, they had their own struggles yet. They knew how to raise us. Right. So, Um, The turning point for me uh, was my son. And um, I had a a son. I have a son, uh, my oldest, who is turning 20 uh, this year. Uh, I think life flashed before me, dealing with my mom, the passing of my mom in 1999, and then, of course, my son being born in 2000. And so those two critical moments in my life really changed the, the, the whole path for me. Because here it is now, I'm, I'm feeling, okay, I had a little bit of fun. I, I can see this life is, is really not for me. And thank you to the brothers that would say, man, this ain't for you. Play played sports, you did your thing. This ain't for you. You don't want this lifestyle, okay? Thank God for those brothers. But, but the, the, the core values that are in me started to really play this, themselves out. There's a scripture that always says, in, um, uh, uh, train up a child in the way that they should go so that when they get old, they won't depart from it. It, There was always, even in the most darkest days, there was still something holding on to me. Yes. (laughs) Still praying to God. I'm still still petitioning to God for things, yet I feel like I'm doing the right thing by sticking with my brothers or or being ready to do whatever is necessary so that we are where we're supposed to be. But, But then as I see life, you start to ask yourself, do you want your son to see you in this light? You know, do you want that kind of family? I'll also, uh, you know, stop smoking. It's mm-hmm. a whole pack of Newports 20 years ago. A whole pack of Newports. And so God started changing me inside out where there wasn't a transformational change because somebody came on. And I thank God for my grandmother who's still here. She turned 90 years old last oh, week. Yeah. I God, for her prayers but she never condemned me even when she saw signs of me not being who her you know who she spoke into the life that she spoken to me her her church family would speak into me oh you're going to be a pastor you're going to be a preacher i never seen any of that stuff when i had moments in my life when i wasn't doing well she still embraced me she still loved I think that was the difference for me my village never let me go in spite of all the stuff i've gone through and the mistakes that I've made.
0: She prayed the hell out of you.
1: I, 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 literally.
0: Yeah, I know. That's why I said <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Those sort of prayers mean uh, much. Do yes. you hear me? Yes, Lord.
1: Yes, Lord. And I thank God for her. Um, yes. She still, she still, listen, you. she called, we had a Zoom to wish her 90 if we had some, you know, some things to do. But she saved my life. She introduced me to Christ. She put the foundation of faith in me. And when it came to making my own decisions, I couldn't shake it, you know, and so I couldn't shake it. So the parents who are listening and having issues with their kids and maybe they're not facing the right direction. I'm a product of someone you can't give up on. You can't give up because what's in them is in them.
0: Amen. Now, you are also a declared spiritual declutter coach.
1: Oh, yeah. And that comes up a lot. (laughs) You knew I was going to ask you about this one, but I
0: love, but I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because it opens up so many layers in that onion. You got to break it down.
1: Appreciate that. So uh, declutter is my word for the season. Um, I I have a a hashtag that I I use for my inspiration. Uh, Shout out to my radio station. Awesome guy radio and um our platform that we use to do you know do our weekly shows uh for the past 8 years or so we have been doing some you know doing very much a lot like what you're doing just being a source of inspiration on the internet and sharing um the lord put me on a wisdom walk aj um endeavor i would say or path somewhere around maybe 5 6 years now and Wisdom Walk AJ is basically a testimony from from what God is saying. And You know, I'm from New York City. Everything in New York City is fast. Everything in New York City is right away, right now. Get it done. Hurry up. You're already late. I mean, <laughs> New York City, you know what people say, New York Minute, um, they're, they're, always, they're always talking about how fast things move in New York City. When I came here to Baltimore, um, my spiritual leadership, uh, my village here, and so many others constantly remind me to slow down, take your time, you know, make sure you're making calculated decisions. I've made some, you know, poor decisions in my life, both saved and unsaved, but the wisdom walk is really to embrace the, um, the journey that I have become, where as we take our time, as we walk, we can see clearly, we can, ex- we can move in the right directions, but experience things without always thinking that we have to go before God give God a chance. When we're running, we're running before God, and then we try to figure out which way to go. Maybe we need to take our time. Bible says, be still and know. I just yes. ready to get out there this weekend, the first weekend that they open opening up states. <laughs> be still. <laughs> I'm, sorry. Oh. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm no. Sorry. I'm with you on that one.
0: Right. Uh, but They need to the, shut it down, but go ahead. Go
1: ahead. Right, right. They need to
0: shut it all the way down.
1: May <laughs> declutter uh, the Declutter Coach comes in is that um, my first release, if you will, of my devotional, I'm, in, I'm writing and I'm, I'm, I'm putting something together that's going to help us uh, to maintain what this wisdom walk means. The first release of it is called Declutter My Life. And so Declutter My Life is the first thing, taking survey of the things spiritually that impede our progress, you know, you can know God. You can you can have a great relationship with Him. You can be talking to Him every day, waking up in the morning. But you know, they're, they're, this area right here in my life, I I don't really want to present that to God. I, I just want to leave that where it is. It's in the past. Uh, this person right here, I I just want to kind of compartmentalize them. I I I don't, you know, and everybody has those areas, places, and things spiritually uh, and relationally that what I call our clutter places that mm-hmm. kind of build and you just navigate through life going around them, trying to jump over them, you know, ignoring it. <laughs> you know, when people have clutter issues, if you think of a house, um, you can walk in somebody's house and say, and I'm, and I'm not saying it's anybody I know or any of my family and friends or anybody <laughs> who's listening. <laughs> How you keep the house is fine with me. But people who, who are, I guess, disciplined to remove cluttered areas, they can walk into a space, and the first thing they say in their mind is, "It's cluttered in here," and and so that's what people who are wise they can see those things from the spiritual eye when they see us in our behaviors and how we live, they can see and sense there's something going on here that they're not sharing, and I believe that it's the anecdote to healing our nation understanding the things that impede us as people, why aren't we progressing? How is it that we can't walk in unison? You know, why is there so many churches and everybody, all the pastors are saying different things. And, you know, because honestly, we need to be able in so many ways to recognize what are those pitfalls we, we we try to go around or we don't want to deal with. And as a consequence, we are not going in the straight path that God wants us to go. So my, so my coaching, and uh, it's just a term, coaching, um, and even in this time, Sharon, is to find ways to really help to resolve those things in your heart, in your spirit, that are causing you to make decisions that keep you uh, misaligned, if that makes sense with God.
0: Now, I'm going to ask you some spiritual clutter questions, if you yes. will.
1: Oh, awesome. Uh-
0: what would you tell someone who just feels so down and so low that they actually feel like God has forgotten them?
1: That's good. Um, I like to say that you can't outtalk God. I know oh, that yeah. sounds crazy, right? You, you, you can't. No, it did not. <laughs> I know we try to. You know, we sh- we surely do. Uh, mm-hmm. From the rise and other side to the going down and say we we think that we can outtalk God. And I'm learning in this season that you can't out-talk God. You, you, you can't put enough words together <laughs> to, uh, to uh, in so many ways, conceptualize what God is saying and what he's doing. Because God is talking so much consistently to us in our dreams while we're sleeping. He's working. He's talking. God is, is so busy being God and working on our favor that there are times when if what God is saying and doing doesn't always at that moment connect with my situation my hardship where I am in life sometimes and I am a victim of this or I'm a, a, a someone who does this sometimes we don't know if God really heard our cry we don't really know if he heard our prayer, but he's talking constantly. We can't out-talk him. He's always working for us. So what we have to do in times when we really don't know if God has forgotten us or if he's left us is that we really got to take time to listen to what he's trying to say. Um, when I was growing up at church, they taught us how to pray. They taught us what to say when we pray. But there are very few places that I went where they taught me how to listen to what he's trying to tell us. And so we have to listen to the angels that he sends. We have to be able to take advice from people. Sometimes it be a stranger. You know, I don't even want to go into the stories because I don't want to take too much of our time. But I honestly, there have been times where people have walked up to me and have spoken in my life. And I don't know these people from God knows where. And then, you know, sometimes we, oh, they crazy. No, no, God is trying to say things to you and he's trying to use people so that you, in fact, understand what he's trying to say.
0: And I think the biggest problem of people is, uh, just to paraphrase what you said, they know God hasn't forgotten them. God just didn't give them the answer that they wanted.
1: Amen. Amen. And I also want to say that it's okay to have a real moment. Listen, um, you know, the Bible shares that Jesus was on the cross and he said, Lama Sabathani, you know, uh, he 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 was saying in, in, in the Greek language, um, why has thou forsaken me? And, you know, so many people say, well, you can't question God. Whatever God says, it, I, I, I agree with that to a degree that we can go to God and say, God, I I don't understand. What have I done wrong? We're in a pandemic and so many people are still struggling. They're losing loved ones and they're asking these questions to God. God, where are you? What What's going on? What are you doing? And so my, my advice to them is that it's okay to ask God questions that only he can answer. And sometimes he hasn't answered the question because you, re- maybe you really haven't genuinely asked him. And there's
0: a difference between asking God and questioning God. Ah, ah, That's it. That's it. Come on. There is a huge difference. You can ask God everything you want to. You don't question his decision. That's yeah. the difference. That's why people are just like, well, I don't want to question God. You're not questioning him, sweetie. You're just asking him.
1: Question. Well, why, did, why did you let my mother pass in 99? You know, before mm-hmm. she had a chance to see my her grandson in 2020. Uh, I'm sorry, two, 2000. It was only one year difference. Why, why did you take her before he was born? You know, why, why did you allow me to be affiliated? You let me out, but some of my brothers you didn't let out. They didn't get a chance to, to convert their lives or to live fulfilled lives. Some of them are still doing bids. Others are uh, 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 we wearing rest-in-peace T-shirts with. How, how is it, God, that you you know do what you do when you do? All of these questions honestly develop the kind of relationship that God wants. This is what I believe. He wants us to ask, ask these questions because he wants us to acknowledge him knowing, knowing all. The, the, the question of sovereignty says that I trust God and I believe him, even if I don't understand. And so the, the, when, when you question him to say, well, huh, you know, is there really a God if X, Y, Z? Now you are in so many ways questioning him being sovereign. Yes. Questioning his attributes and who he is as God. And we don't definitely don't want to do that. Absolutely not. All right. The next one. These are good. These are real good, by the way. Thank oh, you.
0: Oh, <laughs> no, thank you. These are good answers. <laughs> now, do you think we as saints have too much baggage?
1: Absolutely. I, I wouldn't have a decluttered job if I didn't think there was a <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know, demand. Uh, you know, there's a demand for it. So we certainly need to uh, work. And, and every everybody's baggage is different. You know, um, I like Erica Badu had the song Bag Lady. She was she was talking about some sisters saying there are some places that some of that luggage you just can't take with you. You know, the brothers do it, too. There's some stuff, brothers, you can't take with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we have to really um, start to shed off uh, emotions, issues, problems, people, uh, a whole lot of bad habits. And even poor thinking, poor attitudes and poor thinking, we got to shed ourselves from those things, release ourselves, declutter our spiritual natures so that we can be more effective. You like to
0: also add on the fact of having a balanced life. Now, how do you balance
1: your life? Amen. Now. Um, my, my wife's not, li- she's not here right now. She's not listening and she won't be able to chime in, right? So anybody who knows <laughs> us, you know that we have that kind of relationship where, you know, we bounce stuff off and we trip with each other, right? She's not here. I'm going to give my answer, okay? Uh, that's that's the first disclaimer. You got lucky. Uh-huh. <laughs> so so, so here's, here, here it is. Here it is. Um, I'm still working on my balance. Um, the reason why it's in my bio is because of times like this. Where in the midst of the busy days and all that we have going and what's on our plates that we we're reminded that somebody right now is watching my little two year old son. You know, uh, somebody is taking care of my uh, my, my daughter uh, who loves to dance and, and, and do some other things, you know, uh, my oldest son. So so my thing is, don't don't get so caught up in where life is pulling you because there is a demand. For people who need the inspiration, uh, who love our radio shows that play on our station, uh, the personalities that are there, that it takes effort to make sure that they go in excellence and that somebody's here taking care of the tech issues and broadcasting and producing. And I'm missing things in my son's and my daughter's life that or my wife's life that, that, that kind of says, but I'm trying to be great. You know, I, I still work a job every day, which I love and enjoy. Uh, how do I balance work life, ministry, you know, small business? And, and I'm, I'm going to say this, it's not in my own strength. I don't know who's listening and who's tuned in, but I, I take no credit for trying to figure out how it is that God would allow me to, to drive to Virginia every weekend for seminary, have me have a healthy family where they don't miss me, but they love me, and they're not growing regret because I'm there and not there. Uh, how is it that I work a full-time job and still be able to uh, manage and help to keep this platform going? I have no idea how God has allowed me to do and still be active in my church. Shout mm. Baptist Church of Baltimore County. I don't know how that God has allowed me to do. This. All I can say that it's not by my strength. And I give all the glory to God for being in this position. Amen. Now, what do you,
0: I mean, with that much going on, what do you do to (laughs) Wusa?
1: Oh, that's a good question. What do I do to Wusa? Well, um, this is very therapeutic for me. (laughs) (laughs) Getting it flipped on you? I I, I don't have too many of these times we talked about this. I'm normally giving the interviews, share the interviews. Um, Having these reflective moments are great. I love uh, jumping into our men's fellowships. Uh, I love to, you know, um, recently my brother's been sending Zoom links and I love to engage into listening to dialogue that really helps me to process um, my thoughts. I I love to watch sermons and follow preachers and theologians who help to contribute to, you know, um, what I believe is uh, beneficial and fruitful for where God has taken me. Um, My Wussi moments include spending time with the missus watching you, you know YouTube and uh I'm sorry Netflix and all these other streaming networks and let me tell you something I, I don't sit around and just watch all things God let me just be honest <laughs> me, I'm just super spiritual I'm not I'm not that guy right okay I I I grew up knowing that you can watch any and everything and find God in it I am that kind of person who will take I mean I'll take anything and really use it to God's glory because he did and so yes. uh, if he could take me and the mess that I was and, and bring some glory out of this, out of this thing, this, Come piece, on now. he can use anything. So that's, that's where I'm at. Um, and I find time in, in some of those peaceful things, spending time with my family, laughing, joking, playing basketball, walking, and uh, reading, of course.
0: Well, how are you and your family during, during this pandemic?
1: That's a good question. We're doing well. I just uh, last night my wife said we, you know, we we're doing real good, aren't we? You know, when you when you gotta look at your spouse and say, Hey, we we we're doing good, ain't we? That's a good thing. <laughs> you no, know, you no, know, but you can look at it and say, Hey, we're doing all right, aren't we? So um, people are rushing to go back to what they consider the new normal. Um, we're still enjoying this family time, embracing each other, having family zooms, playing games, reaching out. And not feeling like we are all being split. Um, My wife is, um, she's an amazing singer. She's an amazing, amazing um, woman of God who just shares um, the Jesus in her. Like, my God, like not many I know in my circle, to be honest, she is anointed. And she's pulled, you know, she's being pulled in her own life, being her own business owner and doing the things that she does. So um, with all that I do, she has, she's busy as well. So for us, it's been a blessing that the world has shut down. Everything around us has shut down. So we have to stay with each other, help each other, support each other, and work together. And my kids are so supportive. My oldest son, he, he's like a, a floor general in his house. Do you hear me? Oh, I give you now. When we can't, he will. When we can't go, he goes. Mm-hmm. He has been really been a blessing to our family I don't give him enough credit. One day I missed him and acknowledged him and he said, Hey dad, you know, you you never you never say anything about me. And I tell I tell you that thing hit me. Oh, don't get so comfortable with those who are helping and supporting you that you forget to acknowledge who they are. So I, I really do believe we're doing well and I love my family.
0: About your radio station. Yes. What inspired you to even start it?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, you got a <laughs> lot of good questions. I might have to have you do something for us on our station. I might have to help I, come in and do some work with us because um, this is really good. I'm down. Um, let, let's let's do that publicly and talk about it. But listen, Awesome God Radio was birth um, not solely through me, but it was it came from a partnership where my good brother G Long and I uh, were doing a show called Good Life Gospel Show on a I want to say secular station uh, that played you know um, R and B soul jazz and so forth, but we were the only uh internet gospel radio show. All right. Okay. So we did this for a few years. We were on the platform and Geelong and I would talk every week. And we would say, man, this this is cool. You know, this is good. We we are a sense of inspiration. You know, we're sharing uh things of the faith, having dialogue about things of the faith while most people are preaching and having Bible studies. You know, mm-hmm. we are a radio show. And this was in the beginning of this stuff being popular. Um, where people would listen to us via the app, right? So you have to lo- you have to download the app and listen. I believe God kept pushing us because God kept saying, "There's more, there's more." And so while we were on that station, we had our, of course, different challenges, different things. They had challenges within internally, um, and God really pushed and led us to really start venturing to do our own station. So I took I took the, took that seriously and really started developing the framework for Awesome God Radio, uh, creating, um, you know, just a small computer, a monitor right in my dining room. I'm telling you, if you would have seen what Awesome God Radio started from, um, you, you, you wouldn't believe it. And so God started really bringing people to mind, who to contact, who to ask, to be a part of this thing that I felt was so heavy on me that we had to do. So as he started showing me people, I, I thank God that not one of them said no. From from a team of eight people back in 2015, we all came together and started sharing ideas, creating action items, meeting weekly. I mean, really molding it into something special. I grew from that experience and so did they. And we launched October in 2015. We launched we went out on social media. Some people started blocking us. We had haters. Um, <laughs> a, a link to our website was down. We couldn't. Nobody could, you know, go in it or you know from social media. Now this is before Facebook Live. This is before you had all these plugins. So we are like soliciting. Hey, go to this app. Listen here. Download this. It's live. It's going. You know. So we launched, and we had great success. We had people who wanted to do what we were doing. We had shows, and people started coming. Hey, I want to be a part. I want to be a show. It pushed me, obviously, to uh, find a space because we didn't have a studio. We had a large party. We were streaming live. We had some, st- some uh, shows from different parts of the country. But we didn't have a whole lot of live presence. And so then there was a team that started coming in and doing live shows. Facebook Live came on. So they're doing live shows and, you know, have their phones up and having conversations with microphones. So I'm like, oh, man, where, is, where are we going? So you know, I know this is a long story, but here's here's what happened. In that, as we started growing and started bringing a sense of momentum, God was speaking community to me. We have a hashtag that we use: We Are AGR. We Are AGR. Awesome God Radio, and that community has grown nonstop since the day we started, with people, with listeners, shows. In 2017, God saw fit that we became nominated for a, a Stellar Award. And so we had to get on planes and fly out to Vegas and see what the Lord was going to do. I mean, amazing because we had only been- Are you on-
0: talking about in
1: two years' time? That's two. bananas.
0: And you're talking about New York is fast. No, no, sir. <laughs> God is fast. Do you hear me?
1: <laughs> it was moving fast. And we were nothing like the station we are today. Can I say that? We were nothing like we didn't have the technology that we do today. We didn't have the, the team, the depth of the people. All we had was God's favor. And that plaque that sits on my wall, that reminder, those pictures that I see on my timeline from time to time of that day, that year that we got nominated is a constant reminder to me that you have something valuable that you have to continue to push. So that is, that was just a step. And now we're just continuously evolved. Recently the pandemic, we had to close our studio now our shows are remote. I mean, I've never I never thought that we could do shows remotely, each show from their home and bring guests in, you know, on their virtual platforms. So it's just unbelievable what God is doing through the life of those that are praying for a station, who are part of it, who are listening, sending me emails and texts and everything. So it's just so much, and I'm grateful for it.
0: And you know, this pandemic has actually in my opinion, has probably blessed God's people more than they ever thought it would because I would have never gotten to talk to you, I don't think, if and things would not have slowed definitely. down.
1: Wow. Amazing, isn't it? We are in different cities, right? Mm-hmm. We are, Yes. But but technology has, we had to get pushed into uh, this realm of, okay, let's look what's outside of, of the stuff we see every day and connect with people. And I thank God for the person who connected us. Amen or uh, my sister, I believe, is Valerie. Is that right? Yes, Ms. Valerie. The, Ms. Val, you know, just been amazing support to what we're doing and, and vice versa. But like you say, it's been helping us. Uh, I, I want to shout out to um, this brother, Pastor T.J. Allen. Uh, I want to say thank you to him for what he's done, you know, to help get us up off the ground with the station, candidly sharing, helping and structured it. And so, you know, him and his wife have an amazing ministry, but they are always there opening their doors, allowing us to do great things. Uh, My wife and so many others. So I I wanted to make sure that I, that I spoke their names um, into what we're doing today.
0: Amen. Now I'm going to have to ask you, where were you when you found out you was nominated for a Stella award and what did, what was your reaction Especially just two years in. I mean, Jesus.
1: Oh, that's good. So so the night before, I had some questions because I got to eat. So first of all, when you vote, so, you know, I y'all going to laugh at me, okay? But I'm going to tell this story the way I, this, this is stuff, look, this is exclusive, okay? Exclusive. <laughs> Don't, nobody know this, okay? Nobody knows this, but you You get ready to be the first one to know this, okay? All right. So, um, when, we, when we, we went through the voting process, so the first thing was, I kept getting this email from somebody saying, hey, I need you to register your station um, so that you can be, you know, so that we can check your qualifications to be to be um, a station to vote for on a Stella Award. I got the email. I looked at the email. I said, oh, that's nice. I said, oh, that's great. <laughs> I sent it to one of my teammates. And I said, hey, can you take a look at this and see what this is about? Person got it. Sure, no problem. Couple days later, the same person who sent me the original email emailed me again. He's like, Hey, I didn't get your submission. I'm looking for you to make sure you submit. I'm like, Oh, okay. Now, mind you, it was somebody who, who's who been sending me music. So the fact they were sending me music and they asked me about the Stellas, I had no idea who they were. <laughs> I'm like, That was Harpo. Like, who's this? So I found out this person is managing all of the the internet radio stations or maybe all of the radio stations and was one of the principals to the Stella Awards. I didn't know that. Their title didn't say it. They were just somebody who submitted music. So so I went ahead and submitted it. I get an email saying, hey, you've been approved for the first round of voting for the Stella Awards. I didn't think it was real. I was like, what? (laughs) So... (laughs) I go to the Stella Awards website, and I see our station listed with being able to vote. I'm like, this is crazy. So I'm telling the team, hey, guys, I can't believe it. We are, you know, we're in the voting to win a Stella Award. Now, mind you, let's rewind four or five years before that. Geelong my partner who just started the show with me, said, hey, we are going to go to the Stella Awards one year for our station." So now I'm like, man, all this stuff is coming. So we vote. Okay, cool. We were there. It was good PR, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get another email saying, hey, you guys have been, <laughs> you you made it to the second round. I'm like, oh my goodness, the second round, <laughs> what in the world? So second round, first round they said was you got to send it to SAGMA members. Second round, they like, you can publicly share and try to solicit all the people. This is what I, this is the instructions we got. Okay. Oh, my goodness, we blew up social media. I had some amazing people, of course, still do, even then. And and as I see their names in my mind, that were just really advocating, going live on Facebook, you know, during their shows, pushing, promoting, promoting, pushing, promoting. People were committed to the process. And I'll say this to anyone who's listening. If you want to pursue something great, you need a team. You cannot do what you're trying to do by yourself. And you need a team with people that not not only just help you, but will tell you how they really feel. You need some real people around you. You you don't need no yes men. No, not all yes men because you won't get where you need to go with everybody just agreeing. Whatever you say. So um, we we were able to have that. We had a team. They were pushing. I said, oh, we're going to just see what the Lord says. So I got an email. It didn't say that you were nominated. What it said, the email said. That at 12:15 on this date, Don Jackson wants to have an interview. You need to send him the calling number. Now, okay. <laughs> this, this was the email I got. something, something, something. I'm Bur- this is verbatim, Burb- but this is the email mm-hmm. I got. I looked at the email. I'm like, why would Don Jackson? Who is Don Jackson? This is where the funny part comes in. Who is Don Jackson? And why does Don Jackson want to call my station? This is how this is how far off from the industry that I was. i had no idea who Don Jackson was. I don't want to talk to no Don Jackson.
0: Who, Don is.
1: who is Don? And so Don wants to call in. And him and this other group are going to call on to your station because they have a special announcement to make. So I thought because it's my first year doing all of this, this was just protocol for those who were nominated that they were going to not nominated. But in the in the hunt, I thought that just using us as a way to get the get, um, you know, to publicize the Stella Awards. Right. So so I'm on the phone with that same guy who was sending me the emails and he says to me hey man, I don't want you to get too excited or get too, you know, too charged up tonight because I know it's late. He said, but your station is nominated for a stellar award. I need you to book your stuff and come to Vegas. And I, I mean, I could not believe it. I was in my living room on the couch. My wife was sitting um, some, some off of me. And I, I said, sir, could you say that again? He said it again. And I was Lord, I didn't even wait another day. I told my team that night. I called an emergency meeting. Look, y'all, we've been nominated tomorrow. We're having, you know, this this guy, Don Jackson is going to call in. I still didn't know who Don was. All I knew is I heard we were getting nominated. And so on the day that it happened, we had technical issues. You know, they were calling in and the number was, the the phone wasn't ringing. I had a soft phone. It wasn't ringing. There Mm were so many problems. And I told my cousin, let's just pray. My cousin, Rissa, shout out to her, still hanging tough. I said, let's pray. And she, we, we were praying and getting it. And then boom, it came in. Everything started working. They called in. And just like that, I thought our reputation was going downhill because we couldn't even get our technology to work. We had, we had a Teddy Riley moment just before. We ready. I'm so done <laughs> <To>, uh, <laughs> with you right now. <laughs> we had Teddy the, Riley. The just TV was crooked in the back. <laughs> everything was messed up. You know, we were doing too much. Trying to call them or just why we just put them on the phone and put it up to the camera. Uh, but uh, but uh, but we were we were not. He you know he said it and and when he said it, it gave even new meaning to um, to purpose and us So I just thank God. That was a good story. I appreciate that. First time nobody was heard this like this, but that was good.
0: I love it. <laughs> uh, that's sound like something I would do. Be like who, uh, who? I would first. I probably wouldn't open up the email. I'm like oh this is a spam. Uh, I'm gonna get some viruses. I'm not opening. it <laughs>
1: <laughs> stuff like you getting a nomination. It's the devil. is a lie. <laughs> and, and look, this was dope, right? We get there and they roll the red carpet out for us. You know, the, I mean, the backstage doing this. And, and, it, and it really did, again, like I say, it really contributed to some meaningful value. Uh, I wish all of our family could have been there, but uh, our our station family. But, you know, we have been every year attending and supporting them because they really invested in our station and put us on the map. Now, you know, we got people all over the world sending music. Uh, I mean, it's just just really crazy um, for the momentum of the station at this moment. In
0: 2015, you would have never guessed.
1: Never. You could not tell me that somebody, an ex-gang affiliated member, you know, low self-esteem, I got set back in the 10th grade. You would never be able to tell me that God would want to use me for something like this. Uh Uh-uh. You would never be able to tell me, but, but that's how I know it's God. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't. Yes. So there's no way.
0: Who would you love to have on your show? And you have not been able to get
1: yet. It's a good question. Kirk Franklin. All right. So Kirk, I know you're going to listen to my sister Lillian's show. <laughs> I know that you're going to be tuned in. So this message is for you. Now I went in two, three years. I went to the stellar awards and I didn't get the opportunity to meet him for the first two years. I went to the stellar's. I didn't get a chance to meet him because just time and place didn't work out. But last year, I was able to meet him. I was able to talk to him. I was able to take multiple pictures with him. And I was able to hang out with him. That's a wall picture. You got to put Kirk on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> he came to Baltimore and destroyed us. Kirk Franklin, I want you on Awesome God Radio. Uh, I don't know how we're going to make it work, but we're going to try and make this work. And I believe this is the year it's going to happen.
0: Oh, it will. And you yeah. know what? One thing I love about Kirk, I, mm. I, I like I know him. You know what I love about <laughs> Kirk? <laughs> but you know what? I'm like you. I'll meet him. That's right. One thing I love about Kirk is that he is so transparent. Even though I really hate that word because the media just blows it up into something completely different. But he's so transparent, and him and his wife, for that matter, oh. love them. Love them.
1: Amazing, are thing. they? It's incredible.
0: I have been holding you up for quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> so how can people find you? Not that you're hard to find, but how can they find you?
1: Yes, awesome. So um you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at AJAG Radio. Again, AJ, that's me. And then A as an awesome G God. And the word spelled out radio, AJ, A-G radio on both Instagram and Twitter. My name is Antoine Jefferson, Antoine AJ Jefferson. You can find me on Facebook there, uh, Periscope, and YouTube. I am asking for all that can who will listen to this to please subscribe to my YouTube channel uh, because that's where you'll see a lot of my exclusive stuff um, that I'll be posting. I'm growing that platform. I do a live at lunch. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I try to. if I have something to say. I say if I don't, I don't have a show. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> live at lunch, follow me on Facebook and YouTube and you'll be able to uh, stay connected with me there.
0: Okay. now here's your last question. You ready, sir?
1: Yes, I'm ready for it. Oh my
0: God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now if you can have any song be your theme song when you walked into a room, what would it be and why?
1: Oh, man, that's a good one. The first thing I thought about was the Shaft song, but I know that 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 wouldn't work for my brand. As soon as you said that, I heard Shaft, you know. But that's not me, right? I'm really not that guy, right? I don't want the attention. I don't want the band follow me. I don't want the, the fishbowl shoes, you know. Heels. I don't, that ain't even who I am, okay? Oh, okay. So, so you're, uh, you're going to change it up. So I'm going to change it. Do you want to be happy? I love, I, I, I am a Kirk Franklin fan. I, I grew up in his era and he has allowed me to, uh, to ingest, uh, if that's the word, my wife would tell me, um, gospel music coming from a hip hop community, you know, hip hop world. So for me, a lot his contemporary stuff. I love the choir stuff. I love the traditional music, but I am, I am to the core, um, a contemporary gospel artist lover. So anything Kirk for me works um, and that song uh, do you want to be happy how does it go because I can't really sing that well but you know that that would probably be the song
0: <laughs> that's funny because I actually had a another person I interviewed they uh, said Sanford and Son was their theme song oh. I'm like you you know what <laughs> it's whatever floats your boat he said that was the first thing that popped in his head so that's why I'm not tripping about Shaft so Shaft is what you heard <laughs>
1: You put that leather suit on Listen, to be Shaft. Look, you can edit this whole out thing out and just leave Shaft if it's okay with me. So it's up to you. No, I'm it all
0: in there. Kurt Did need you to know. know. <laughs> uh, Samuel and Jackson need to know. <laughs> let all are, of
1: us know. Let them all know. So, you are half Shaft and half Kurt. In with, the arm, with the hand swinging on the side like Shaft. Having a cane. Do you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh, man. Thank you so well, much. I appreciate thank you. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity to share. It really does mean the world. Oh, thank you.
0: Thank you, AJ, for such an awesome interview. It means much, and I can't wait to collaborate with you again. And if you would like to be on Burley Church Girl, click the link below. Shoot me an email. And let's see what we can do with that thing. And y'all, this season is wrapping up and it's going to end with a bomb. You don't want to miss it. And the only way you won't miss a thing, you got to subscribe. Hit that button. And as always, thanks for joining your one and only worldly Church Girl.